Hey guys, it's Simmy, and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited, as it's Monday, July 4th. Happy 4th of July. It's, well, time for the wrestling wrap-up. A handful of news brought to you in one easy-to-watch video. As far as today's show does go, we do have four, five, six, seven things to talk about. We're going to talk about Ronda Rousey and her... Losing the SmackDown Women's Championship and Money in the Bank and what that is going to lead to at SummerSlam. The meeting WWE had backstage before Money in the Bank. The stuff with the Street Profits, injury updates, and so much more. Like I said, it's Monday. That means we're here with the wrestling wrap-up. If you are watching live, I want to say thank you for watching us right here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. If you're watching or listening later, thank you for doing so on YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Google Pod, Apple Pod, and so much more. Also remember, if you are watching live, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a, a tiered subscription, just like, let's see, WWE Fan 32 recently did, or you can be like New Jeffrey and sign up and subscribe with Amazon Prime because all you gotta do is you take that Amazon Prime account, you take that Twitch account, you link them together, bada bing, bada boom, you're Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff of four games, and, well, one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to, and I'd greatly appreciate it if that was us right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. But on the flip side, if you're watching over on YouTube or you just follow us over on YouTube, you can hit that join button. Hitting that join button makes you a channel member. As a channel member, you get early access to news, early access podcast episodes, early access to non-news videos, and so much more. Also remember that you can do that Heading over to patreon.com forward slash PWUnlimited. But when doing it, when subscribing at Patreon, then you more directly support us. Also, it's easier for you guys to actually get all the content because it's in one easy-to-find area. <clears throat> Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, buying an old game, getting bucks for Fortnite's Rock, Fortnite Rocket League or Fall Guys, or you're claiming the free game, well... I'm going to ask you if you have a creator code, and you do have a creator code, PWUnlimited. Use code PWUnlimited at checkout. You'll be supporting us right here. doesn't cost you anything extra if you're already purchasing things on the Epic Games Store. New Jeffrey says, thanks for the shout-out. New Jeffrey, thank you for subscribing and supporting the channel. We are at, uh, full transparency, 15 total subscribers here on the channel. The goal by the end of the month is to possibly get to 20, if not 25. My goal is 20. The next, I guess you could say, Twitch goal is 25. Hit 10, and now it's like, hey, can you hit 25? That's the next goal Twitch is asking, as far as like their types of tiered goals. So I'd be cool if we can hit 20. But again, Twitch says, can you do 25? So can we do 25? We've got 15 so far. We need 5 to 10 more subscriptions, subscribers. That way, Twitch knows we're doing really good as far as what you guys like. The more people that subscribe, the more Twitch notices, and the more Twitch can help promote the channel. But with that, as far as 
the news goes today. First thing we are going to talk about. Now, I said, you know, the first thing I said earlier was Ronda Rousey, but we're going to get into that because there's some layers and some things we got to get to in kind of like an order. First off, we're going to talk about the meeting that WWE actually had backstage before Money in the Bank went on the air. We have uh, two different things about this meeting, one from Fightful and one from PW Insider. Fightful's report first stated that during the meeting, Stephanie McMahon told Talent that her door was always open. To close the meeting, she also thanked everyone for their hard work, and it was stated, and this was stated by PW Insider, this was stated by Fightful, this was stated by WrestleVotes, this was stated by Dave Meltzer, that everybody that those different outlets spoke to and those different media people spoke to, it was widely positively received, the meeting. Uh, one longtime talent actually told Fightful that it was simply a staff meeting, saying much of what talent already knew, and it was also noted that not all talent was actually in attendance because not everybody was at Money in the Bank. Um, Stephanie, Triple H, and Nick Khan were all there, and all three are said to be genuinely liked within WWE, between the talent and so forth, and Stephanie is, quote, adored based on what one talent told Fightful. In a report from PW Insider, the meeting was described as a quote rah-rah meeting that pushed, <clears throat> excuse me, that pushed that everyone who works for the company is part of a is part of one big family and they should all be working together on the same goal. It was also noted in the PW Insider report that while Nick Khan and other executives were there, it was really only Stephanie and Triple H who spoke during the meeting. Triple H had reiterated that he's back working full time. Now, we had heard this before. He went to the PC and said, I'm back. and hadn't been to the PC since then. What I'm now gathering is I'm back means I'm an executive back full time. Not I'm back running NXT. I'm back in my executive role full time. Is what I believe Triple H meant by I'm back. Well, that is an interesting thing to see that he's not, as far as we know, running NXT. Shawn Michaels is still in charge over there with his team, but Hunter is back. We knew Hunter was back in some capacity in the offices of Stamford, but now to hear that he's back full-time is interesting, especially back full-time right when Stephanie got some new power. That's the big interesting one of, was Vince going to give him power back as far as working full-time and whatever he's doing now, or is that because Stephanie? Also to note, Vince McMahon, Stephanie McMahon, Paul Triple H Levesque, Nick Khan, and Pat McAfee, right after the show, all headed over to the T-Bowl Arena and saw the last, I want to say, two matches or two fights for UFC 276 and, 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 and Pat McAfee's the best. Pat McAfee, after the show went off the air Saturday night, Money in the Bank, that is, was attacked by Corbin, and Corbin said, I accept your challenge for SummerSlam. Well, Pat showed up to the UFC show wearing a neck brace, selling the attack from Baron Corbin that many may not have even saw because it was off the air. It was for social media. Yet, playing it up at the UFC show, it's just like Pat always goes a step above, and you have to love it. You got, you got to love it. Saturday says, Pat deserves for calling Corbin a loser. No, Corbin is a loser. When's the last time Corbin won a big match? Let's see. Baron 
Corbin. Last time Corbin won a big match or anything resembling that, especially on television. Live events don't count. Corbin hasn't actually won a match since... Wow. Holy crap, this goes way back farther than I thought. So Corbin technically beat Madcap on June 3rd by DQ in a one-minute match. But other than that, Corbin hadn't won a match on television since February 11th when he defeated Cesaro in Cesaro's final WWE match. So, yeah. I would say loser. I would say loser. Cesaro says, okay, but that's all in the past. That doesn't matter. Doesn't matter? What do you mean that doesn't matter? If... If you haven't won a match in three months, like technically he won the match against Corbin via DQ. Other than that, he hadn't won a match since February. Well, it doesn't count. Quit being one of those kinds of people since Saturday. Don't be one of them. Don't be one of them. Where you got to be like, well, if you look at it, he's not a loser. Da -da -da -da. Because, you know, that, those losses are in the past. So what? A loss last week on SmackDown is in the past. Yes, he won a battle royal that meant nothing. But did that put him in Money in the Bank? No. Was he on the Money in the Bank card? No. Did he appear on the Money in the Bank show at all in any capacity on the broadcast? No. So, yes, he is a loser. But, speaking of somebody that technically, yes, is also a loser but a winner at the same time because in one night she retained her title and lost it. Well, actually in about 12 minutes, she retained her title and lost it. Ronda Rousey. Talk about Ronda Rousey, who is no longer the SmackDown Women's Champion. This past Saturday night at Money in the Bank, she defeated Rousey, that is, defeated Natalia to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, during that match, sorry about that, I had something in my throat. During that match, Ronda Rousey Injured her leg, quote-unquote, injured her leg. Was having a hard time putting weight on her right leg. This then led to, yes, her winning the match, but her being hurt after the match and Liv Morgan running down to the ring. Morgan would waste no time cashing in her Money in the Bank briefcase and going after Rousey. Rousey, at first, made it look like she was going to win. She was going to keep her belt. She put on the ankle lock. Liv Morgan got out of it, rolled up Ronda Rousey, and... Became the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Ronda would then take the title from the referee and hand it herself to Liv before hugging Liv and raising Liv's arm high. Now we do know that in real life, Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey really close friends. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know if I say really close, but I know that they're friends and some mutual friends say they are close. And one mutual friend, Lazy the Savage on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, who used to be the um, personal videographer for Ronda Rousey and is close with both Ronda and Liv stated that basically Ronda demanded she drop the title to Liv. Now, as far as what's next for Ronda Rousey and Liv Morgan, according to Dave Meltzer on the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, he states that it looks like the direction will be Ronda and Liv at SummerSlam as Meltzer stated, quote, Right now, the plan is Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam, which kind of surprises me in a lot of ways. They didn't leave 
with, with any heat. I mean, Ronda just hugged her, walked out of the ring, let her have her moment. It's interesting, though, because I think almost everybody figured it would be Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey at SummerSlam, and it's not. And Meltzer also would go on to allude that Ronda's been portrayed as a babyface since coming back to WWE, and if she's going to be taking on Liv at SummerSlam, not only is Ronda going to be treated by the fans as the heel and be booed ferociously, but she may have to be portrayed storyline-wise as the heel as well. I mean, they could try to do babyface versus babyface, and it's just babyface Ronda and babyface Liv with babyface Ronda just wanting to get her belt back, but at the same time, knowing that this is her friend, someone that she admires and respects, but goes, hey, just because I like you, just because I respect you, just because we might be friends, doesn't mean that I don't have to beat your ass to take my to get my title back. So I think there are a number of different ways they can go about this as far as if they don't want to fully turn Ronda heel. But it's going to be interesting because the crowd for sure is going to treat Ronda as the heel. Also, um, little stat here, Ronda, no, Morgan became the 12th wrestler in history to win the SmackDown Women's Championship with her victory over Ronda Rousey. And it was the 23rd time in history the belt has changed hands. The belt has changed hands 23 times the SmackDown Women's Championship between 12 different women. As we move forward, speaking of stuff coming out of Money in the Bank, there's a lot of criticism on Shotzi about her being, quote-unquote, as some said, sloppy in the match. Some stated that she was sloppy and didn't look good and maybe should have never been in the match. And I even said, you know, she didn't look all that great in this match. But Shotzi today actually, well, got back a little bit, I guess you could say, as far as this match does go and the response that she was getting. I'm going to pull her tweet up here on the screen. Right here, there, let's go there, let's go there. She stated, happy fourth, suckers. There are three things I care about at the end of a match. Is everyone safe? Did everyone have fun? Did the crowd react? Nobody got hurt. We all had a blast and the Vegas crowd was hot, hot, hot. I felt on top of the world after that match and was so excited to finally have my first hardcore match in over a year. I wouldn't have done anything I didn't practice or thought I couldn't do safely but I'm not a wrestle robot. I'm human and slips happen, especially in a chaotic, unpredictable ladder match. I could take a joke and laugh at myself. One of the first things I said was, I can't wait to see that spot on Botchamania. But comments like, you should be fired and other terrible things admittedly hit hard. I have had, I had to have a few friends wipe the tears off my face and slap some sense into me and remind me who the F I am. That being said, all my haters can suck my giant hairy mangoes. Basically, she said, you want to talk down to me because how I did in that match? Because how I did in that match? Well, suck it. Suck it. I took exception to it. She took exception to it basically for a moment and then was like, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. And I even, I've said it before. I can get critical in my reviews on wrestlers. Say, that spot didn't look good. Oh, that didn't look good in a match. But then I always go, but I've never done it myself and don't know, you know, 
how hard that spot might be. You're running up a ladder the way she did. She slipped a little bit. Ugh. And I said it in my review. She slipped, didn't look all that great. But again, I've never done it. So I can't be too over-hyperly critical not having experienced myself. And I think that's what most people on Twitter need to think. Yes, you can go out there and say, this match wasn't all that great because X, Y, and Z didn't look good. But to tell someone you should be fired because your performance in that match. Now, if you can tell they weren't trying or something, or they legitimately was like, you're not progressing. You're not getting better. You didn't try to do that spot right. Or it's like, if you could tell stuff like that, okay. But to tell someone outright you should be fired, that's freaking ridiculous. And that's all some of these comments online against Shotzi. Now saying that, oh, you messed this up. And that spot didn't look great. Okay, that's okay. But to go out there and hyperly critical, critical criticize it and tell someone you should be fired or you shouldn't be in the match because of this, that, da-da-da. No, that's poppycock. That's bullshit. Also coming out of Money in the Bank, there's a lot of questions on what the hell's going on with the Street Profits. More specifically, why did WWE keep mentioning that they're having trouble getting along? And it looks like this all could lead to a split of the Street Profits. According to Dave Meltzer on the latest Wrestling Observer Radio, he stated that the Usos line on Friday Night SmackDown and commentary also bringing it up that A, Montez Ford's physique looks amazing and that the Street Profits may not be getting along all looks to be leading to the intended, uh, intended future singles push of Montez Ford and the split of the Street Profits. Now we know that it looks like coming out of now we know that it looks like going into SummerSlam we could be getting the Street Profits versus SummerSlam versus the Usos again. They did the whole thing where I think it was Jay Uso pinned Ford, but his shoulder was up, so you could technically say, "Hey, your rematch. You didn't you didn't beat me. My shoulder was up." And so they could do another match at SummerSlam which then could lead to a Street Profits split and Montez Ford actually getting pushed. Meltzer did state, quote, there are many in WWE and in management who are high on him, Ford, right now, especially with his new physique. We had heard in the past about a year ago that there were talks of maybe pushing Montez Ford as a single star, and apparently those talks have increased tremendously here lately over the last couple of months, especially since WrestleMania. We don't know exactly when this could happen. I so hope that they don't push the Street Profits or break up the Street Profits. I think what they... Here's a cool idea. Everyone's talking about this. They aren't getting along. There's problems within the Street Profits. Play it up. Play it up. Make us think that they're not getting along. And then at SummerSlam, they win the belts. And they go, hey, people may have tried to, to put a rift between us. Look what happened. That riff didn't work. Now we're the WWE Unified Tag Team Champions. That's how I think they should do it. They really want to play up this dumb, stupid narrative of, oh, the rumors of you guys aren't getting along. Play it up. Play it up in storyline. And then them win the titles and go, ah, you guys tried to make us split up. You guys tried to crack a wedge between us, but it didn't work. It only made, and you can have Angel Dawkins be out there and go, it only made... Me and Tez stronger. So there we go. And also, 
Uh, Dan, the man's got a good question here. He says, will it be a heel or babyface push for Montez Ford? Oh, babyface all the way. Montez Ford, 100% babyface. Montez Ford could be the babyface. You've got like Cody, Riddle, Montez Ford. If not, with Cody gone, him and Riddle going for that top babyface spot. You know what I mean? Like with Cody gone, Riddle's the top babyface in the company. But if you pushed Montez Ford the right way as a babyface single star, I think he might be able to get over bigger than Riddle. I mean, Riddle's coming off the RK Bro stuff, so I don't know right now, but there's a possibility. Uh, Wayne Montgomery, I'll talk about that at the end of the show. So there there is a lot of talk of Montez Ford possibly being pushed as a singles, and there's ways you could do that. You could break up the Street Profits, you can push him as a singles, but still have him and Dawkins together. Maybe they're a tag team. They fail as getting the tag team titles. And then they're doing tag team stuff, tag team stuff, and then something comes up. Bobby Lashley and him start going at it. They go at it for the U.S. title. He wins the U.S. title, but still as the Street Profits. There's a way to do it. It's just going to be interesting to see how they do it. Saturday says, does that mean Angela Dawkins may turn heel? Well, no, I never said that they're going to have Dawkins turn on Ford or attack Ford. No one's said that at all. You can split a tag team and not do it to where one guy attacked the other. You could just be like, hey, we're not meshing right now. Maybe we need to go our separate ways, see how we do alone, then eventually come back together once we've kind of played this out. Because they can they can do the whole, hey, we're great as a team. But maybe we need to take a little break. Not working. We've had all these different opportunities this year. And we didn't capitalize on any of them. No one's got to take the blame. No one's got to take the fall. No one's got to take the, you suck, I'm better. It's just, hey, maybe as a team, we need to go our separate ways for right now and see how we can do on our own. And eventually come back together. I think that's one way they can do it. Kindness in Saturday. He says, uh, well, so here's the thing. And since Saturday just gave me the perfect idea. He said, kind of like the way they, the New Day treatment when they were separated. Perfect idea then. Because the way they separated the New Day was the Kofi and Woods still stayed a tag team and E was by himself. Split them in the draft. Tez goes to Raw. Dawkins goes to SmackDown or vice versa. That would be actually the best way to do it, in my opinion. Split them up in the draft. Split them in the draft. Then you don't have to turn one on the other. They'll both be baby faces on either brand. They're both going to be big baby faces. And then you can see, okay, we all have that feeling of Montez Ford could be a huge single star. But even X-Pac said it over the weekend. Don't look down. Well, what did X-Pac say, actually? I want to pull up X-Pac's tweet really fast. X-Pac had a, X-Pac had a really good tweet about Dawkins. He said, Dawkins has potential to be a big single star too, not just Tez. So what I think, split them in the draft. One goes to Raw, one goes to SmackDown. Push them both as singles guys. One going for that US title, one going for the um, IC title. And then if one gets over good enough, I'm challenged for whatever world titles on that brand. So that's the way to do it. I feel like that right there is the way to do it. Before we keep on keeping on, Joe Dirt would say, 
I'm going to talk about the sponsor this video, and that's Manscaped. Support for Pro Wrestling Unlimited is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision tools for your family jewels. Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent over 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and has released the Lawnmower 4.0. This fourth-generation trimmer features a cut, cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick-free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin-safe technology. Manscaping accidents will finally be a thing of the past. When I tell you this item is premium, I mean it's premium. A, it's a really good ball trimmer. I've used it myself. I know how well it is. And B, you don't have to rush with it because it's got a battery that fully charged can last upwards of 90 minutes. You don't know how many stories you hear of, oh, I was rushing to, to shave my balls and, oh, I nicked it and I'm bleeding out. No, you don't have to do that. You could take your time. And another thing that can help you take your time and not have any accidents is the light on it. On a light, an LED light, which illuminates the grooming area for a closer and more precise trim. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Also, the charging stand. Show off your mower loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a rapid charging dock powered by USB. And when they say rapid, I mean, this thing could be dead, charge it up in less than 20 minutes if that. But with that, I want to say, Junk, I'm going to thank you when you use code PWUNLIMITED at checkout. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use our code PWUNLIMITED at manscaped.com. 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use our code PWUNLIMITED. Now, when we're talking about the Street Profits, Biggie and the New Day were brought up. We actually need to talk about Biggie. Biggie actually gave a really good update regarding his neck injury. I'm going to read it for you here. What he tweeted on Twitter. Update. My C1 isn't ossifying, forming bone, quite yet. The current plan is to get more scans at the one-year mark and see how it's progressing. The great news is I feel tremendous and surgery is off the table. So it is great to hear that Big E doesn't need to go have neck surgery yet. My big question is, what does he mean by one year mark? The current plan is to get more scans at the one year mark. Does that mean that he's going to be out of action for a year? Then they're going to evaluate and see when he can return? That's the big question we need to be asking is, does this mean it's going to keep him out of action for a year? He's been out since March 11th when he suffered the injury and fractured his C1 and C6. Surgery was not required in order to fix the fractures, and it looks like surgery will not be required going forward either. But again, Biggie is no longer in a neck brace as of June, the week of June. I want to say it was June, the week of the 13th. He posted a video of him shedding the neck brace. But it's still unknown how long he's going to be out of action. And I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what he means by, quote, the current plan is to get more scans at the one-year mark. So I don't know if that means he can't wrestle for a whole year or if it means that, you know, everything's going well and his next big up 
update his next big checkup is in one year? That's the big question. What does this line mean of more scans at the one-year mark? Hopefully, Biggie can come back sooner rather than later, but with a broken neck. Yes, it's healing well for the most part. Yes, the bone's not forming quite yet, but they're, they're feeling very optimistic about it. But you don't want him to come back early and further damage the neck and re-injure it and do all that kind of stuff. So, great to hear that he doesn't need surgery. There's still some questions to be asked and to be answered on when he, maybe he doesn't even know, can return to television. Speaking of another injury in professional wrestling, we're going to talk about Kyle O'Reilly. AEW's Kyle O'Reilly is out with an injury right now. Actually, both members of Red Dragon are out injured right now. And on the June 17th edition of AEW Dynamite, O'Reilly was hit in the balls with a bat by Sting and said that his testicles were swollen as a result and he can't can't compete well while speaking on the quote this is a van color podcast kyle o'reilly stated the following this october i'll be wrestling for 17 years now it's a lot of bumps a lot of wear and tear on your body fortunately nothing serious has really happened to me i've been hurt a lot i've been injured and i've always grinded through made the date showed up and performed as well as i can in the ring despite whatever i was nursing Sometimes the medical staff needs to save us from ourselves. As wrestlers, we'll go until the wheels fall off. My shoulder is hurt. Okay, I won't do any moves where I land on my shoulder. We're crazy like that. This is something I've been dealing with. It's a nagging thing that I've been dealing with, specifically pretty bad for the last five years. In the last few weeks of wrestling on AW, it's been really banged up. And I didn't know the extent of it until now. I still don't know all the information, so I don't want to disclose exactly what is happening with me. I need more information, and I should know probably this week what the recovery time is going to be and what the recovery will entail. All I can do is, if there is a time off, use it to re-motivate myself, get into better shape, and come back stronger than ever before. So this does confirm that Kyle O'Reilly is dealing with a shoulder injury that's been bugging him for like five years, but he himself doesn't know how long this is going to actually keep him out of action because, yes, it's been bugging him for five years, but it's getting worse. Worse to the point where it looks like the doctors had to step in and tell him, hey, buddy, you got to calm down. You got to um, not really work on this, work with this until it's healed. So hopefully Kyle O'Reilly is not out too long. We know Bobby Fish is out with some sort of an injury as well. And that's just another blow. Red Dragon and the Undisputed Elite, where they've got Adam Cole out with an injury. They've got Kenny Omega out with an injury. They've got both members of, what's it called? Red Dragon out with an injury. It's like Undisputed Elite's just the Bucks, and I guess Brandon, if you want to say that. Before we hit our new final news story, we got Nick in uh, the uh, building, I guess you could say. Uh, he says, do a bunch of match watch-alongs. That, that'd be dope as fuck. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. You and me get a, get on here, do some watch along stuff, work it out, and see how that goes. I know. I mean, I could do some. Earlier in the day is better for me with the kids and stuff. So, talk about it. Let's set something up and let's do it. Cause I'd be down for it. <laughs> Nick says, "Shit, if he don't, I will be fun. Watch a bunch of DDT matches with y'all." Oh, Nick loves watching Japanese wrestling. Get Nick on here. 
watching some DDT and Noah. Oh, man. Ninja Mac. Get Nick on here watching some Ninja Mac matches. But speaking of Japanese pro wrestling, the last, the last story I got has to do with a New Japan wrestler, more specifically, Tetsuya Naito, who said he wasn't even invited to compete at Forbidden Door. According to Tetsuya Naito on his personal blog, Naito noted uh, he was genuinely upset about not being on the show. Naito wrote, quote, Unfortunately, I was not involved. Or uh, Let me reread that. Unfortunately, I was not invited to the AEW Cross NJPW show. That is, a, that is being talked about all over the place. Not invited equals not needed, right? Question mark. Because of that frustration, I haven't watched any footage of this show. I'm genuinely upset about it. So it is unclear exactly why Naito was not on the show. Why Naito did not get asked to compete on the show. Now, we do know that Naito had been dealing with an eye injury, but it's like, okay, he's been dealing with an eye injury, but he's worked since the eye injury was first brought up, and they said he needed to take a little bit of time off. Like, Naito's last match was... It's not like Naito has been out of action for a long time. Naito's last match was... I'm pulling it up right here on the cage match. Naito worked. When was Forbidden Door? The 26th? Yeah, Naito's been working. Naito literally worked. Before Forbidden Door, Naito worked the 21st. Then Naito worked this past weekend. They literally gave him a weekend off. Game did Forbidden Door. And then he's back on the road. Like, what the hell? What the hell? Why? Wasn't Naito needed? It's not like we didn't see anybody from Los Ingobernables de Japón. There was LIJ representation. We had Shingo on the show. And Hiromu Takahashi was supposed to be on the show before he got, I guess, sick or whatever. So it's like, what the hell? Why wasn't he on this show? He's very frustrated about that, but not frustrated to the point where he's not going to work. Because again, he worked tag team matches last night and the night before where it was LIJ against random other teams and stuff. Oh, well, let's see. Hold on. So yeah, last night he worked a one, two, three, four, five, ten man tag. And last night, oh no, two nights ago he worked a ten man tag. Night after that he worked a one, two, six man tag. So again, he's been working it's not like he's out with an injury. That's a big what the hell. Naito, one of the biggest stars in New Japan, one of the more popular guys in the company, one of the and not just popular guys in the company, but popular guys that the American audience knows, that the U.S. fans know. And you're not going to bring him over. The big questions was coming out of that show was where was Naito? Where was Ibushi? Well, Ibushi's got his own problems going on, but the Naito thing it still rattles my brain of what the fuck. What the hell? And then you go, well, where would they would have put him in? Well, heck, they should have made that match with Sting and the Young Bucks, a 10-man tag, put him there, and then when Hiroma was out, boom, there's a six-man or eight-man tag, and it's like, I don't know. They could have fit him in somewhere. They could have fit Naito in somewhere, and them not even asking him to be on the show seems to upset him to a degree. But with that, guys, that right there is going to wrap up the wrap-up. 
That's all we got for you today. But as we always do, it's Monday. That means we got to talk Monday Night Raw. Tonight is Monday Night Raw. I will not be doing a Monday Night Raw review live tonight. Now, I've got two different options. I might do one tonight and then post it in the morning. Or I might just do a live one tomorrow morning. Depends on how my plans go. I do have 4th of July plans. But depending on how late I get home depends on how I'm going to do this review. Regardless, there will be a review up tomorrow morning, whether that is here live on Twitch or just on the PW Unlimited YouTube channel. But again, remember, there is no live raw review tonight. There will be a live, there will be some sort of a either live or pre-taped raw review tomorrow. Regardless, follow the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash PW Unlimited, and you will at some point get a raw review. And if I'm gonna give you a timetable before noon Pacific. Before noon Pacific. There should be a raw review up there. Or right at the latest noon Pacific, a raw review should go live. YouTube.com forward slash pro wrestling unlimited. But as far as tonight's raw does go, so far two things have been announced for the show. We do know that as far as being now, when I say announced, I'm not saying hundred percent gonna happen. Last week they announced the Mysterios, Ray and Dominic against Judgment Day, Finn Balor, and Damian Priest. Also, they announced at Money in the Bank, both The Miz and Logan Paul will be on the show tonight. Miz will respond. To, well, let me double check that. Was it that Logan Paul is, in fact, going to be on, or is it just Miz? So, okay, we don't know 100% if Logan Paul is going to be on the show, but we know that The Miz will respond to Logan Paul tonight. I hope Logan Paul's on the show to build that SummerSlam match. There's only four weeks left. Get him on that damn show. So with that, those are the only two things. That we know for tonight's Monday Night Raw. So with that, guys, I want to say thank you for watching live. Twitch.tv forward slash Unlimited, Or if you're watching and listening later, YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Or Patreon.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Or podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Google Pod, Apple Pod, and so much more. So with that, it's 4th of July. Have a great 4th of July. And I'll see you guys next time. Have a good one, guys.